in Knoxville. Vinny, how was your weekend? It was good. It was good. Uh, got my first Tennessee baseball broadcast in on streaming. We start our first radio broadcast on 99.1 The Sports Animal this Friday night. And it'll be the first time that myself and the longtime voice of Vols baseball, John Wilkerson, will be together for a broadcast. It's been one or the other, or uh, Brian Rice from softball filling in, so uh, in and Lady Vols. So it's um, early season. You kind of break those up. But it was good to get a baseball game in, and um, and then yesterday some TV and uh, and the sun was out. So um, all those are pluses. But I hope you guys had a great weekend too. Oh, I thought you said you you coached them this weekend. You just you did the broadcast. <laughs> you didn't coach them. No, no. Josh Elander, acting head coach. I don't think he's lost. This is like three years now that he's had to fill in for Tony Vitello. Uh, I don't know. I, Tony, I asked so Tony you, Vitello's he, been in trouble before? He's been suspended before? <laughs> he, he, he has. Uh, it's not breaking news from Vince Ferrara. That's not why you guys brought me on here to break that news. But, yeah, I don't think Josh Elander, who is, is outstanding and going to be a head coach somewhere, I don't know that he's lost. I haven't confirmed that 100% from UT, but we were talking with UT. We were talking about it, and we can't remember him losing a game where he was the acting head coach so far. But uh, So they were in, in good hands with him and Frank Anderson. But, uh, yeah, no, it was not coaching, just up in the booth. So the news came out on Friday, so we talked about it on our show, and, of course, we were trying to mm-hmm. piecemeal everything that went on. UT, of course, had released a statement, and so we got all that in in our show hour. So – now that we've learned a little bit more, tell us why Tony Vitello didn't coach this these three games over the weekend against Dayton. Well, I, I think you can connect the, the dots. We haven't heard from Tony Vitello since. It was just the UT statement today saying that both Tony Vitello was back and then Maui Auna is finally eligible by the NCAA, and so the, that was their statement today. But and their update that they kind of teased when they put out the initial statement, saying we'll have well, no other comments, and then we'll update on Monday. So their update is that Tony Vitello is back. So you have to connect the dots because there is a inquiry from the NCAA on the transfer of Maui Una. In fact, Trey Wallace from Outkick, uh, he says that even though. Tennessee punished Tony Vitello with the three-game suspension and not going to punish him anymore. The NCAA still has an open investigation into the alleged recruiting infractions. Now, what you you could uh, conclude from the three-game suspension is that it was maybe a deal cut that, hey, we'll suspend Tony Vitello. He admitted in in the release from UT it said he admitted his mistake and it wouldn't happen again all that kind of stuff so you thought maybe this is getting out in front of it we'll we'll self-impose this penalty in exchange you we end this with Maui Una and he's eligible so Maui Una is is eligible now and Tony Vitello is back so it's hard not to think that those two are not connected even though the reportedly there's still that open investigation with which the transfer rule, transfer portal, and it being a, the wild, wild west, it's hard to imagine that this would just be one small thing in terms of the 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 transfer portal and tampering and all those kind of allegations that I'm sure schools try to allege from everybody all the time. It's happening everywhere. So either it was a mistake in getting caught, or maybe there's something else that someone has 
uh, has alleged Tennessee of that that maybe needs to get cleared beyond Maui Ona's eligibility. So it, one thing's for sure that even if this ends here, other schools are going to try to use it against the NCAA, excuse me, against Tennessee, and saying, see, 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 Tennessee is a target, and so they're probably going to get more people trying to report them than, than anybody else because of the way they were so flamboyant last year, and, and a lot of people don't like them. But um, I, I do think that Tennessee is uh, that, that this is something that still needs some more clarity beyond, and probably won't hear from Tony Vitello until after tomorrow's a game with Charleston Southern. Okay, so you've said his name a bunch. So you're you're showing off a lot that you're you're flexing his Maui Una or whatever. <laughs> so is this the kid who transferred from Kansas? As you show off, you want to see. Here's a chance to say his name again. Tell us about this kid. Who is this kid? Darren, you, Darren, you know if I'm flexing, I'm going to say Nico Iamaliava. See, right? there we go. There so we go. <laughs> put that put that in your Maui Una. Oh, that's just jump change stuff. And and I thought we were friends. Calling me out for flexing. I mean, no. On. I uh, look. I, I, Dustin I, wouldn't do that. Uh, I, I would flex <laughs> I would too if I, I had not. it down. I'd be. I would let you too. do it. I would let you do it. And just you know, no, and, I'm not calling you and out. And just act like it's normal. You know, I'm jealous. <laughs> so yes, he is one of the prized transfer portal additions for anyone in the country. He's projected by a lot of different outlets to be a first-round draft pick in the upcoming July draft. Crazy talented. Josh Lander told me he is as skilled a shortstop as he has ever been around. And he's been around. Uh, it, just a, a massive talent, crazy arm strength, um, can hit, was, uh, was outstanding at Kansas, now with a lot around him. You think that he's going to put together an incredible year. So he missed the first eight games, and and so there's been so much anticipation to see him out of the transfers they brought in. He is obviously at the top of the list. So uh, there was the free Maui hashtag that was out there, and and a lot of fans in the NCA is an easy target. And I'm not saying they don't have blame here with, with their timetable. And Tennessee, unfortunately, has dealt with this a lot. Where Guys are not deemed eligible until end of the season. It's happening for them in basketball and in football. So the, this fan base thinks that the NCAA is out to get them and, and, and uh, those kind of things. But we also don't know what the reason was, yeah. where, why he wasn't allowed to be eligible. So, but Who's it's just he? Kind of Who are you talking about? Who are you referencing? Ma- Maui Auna. Yeah, He's, uh, he, he will be in the lineup. Uh, he's expected to uh, tomorrow. So we'll, I'll get to call so get your probably. first look. Yeah. Yeah, at the top of the order. Yeah. Near my, the top order. my guess is they'll hit it to second and you'll still say his name. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Are there like nine Mauis out there? Vince just keeps saying this kid's name. Is anybody else playing? It's not. Like you, don't to you, you want to you want it to be special, so you don't want to. I don't want to overdo it. You know, I want it to to pop out. Since you're calling me out and you're saying it a bunch of times, you know, it's kind of no. I'm not losing. I'm having fun. I'm having fun. Vince. I know. I'm, I'm I know. jealous. I told you, I'm jealous. So, <laughs> I said this on Friday, and I know. Look, I, again, I, I'm going to make this crystal clear. Everybody goes about it differently. 
okay? Tim Corbin does it different than Tony Vitello, and that's fine. Both can coexist. But I did say that, you know, everybody knows how Tony Vitello operates, and it's worked. As you know, all their games are sold out. The fan base is rabid about baseball. They're, you know, they're, they're all in on this baseball team, and it's because of the culture that he's built. Now, all the outsiders and all the detractors, you know what comes when you act a certain way and you behave a certain way, you carry yourself as a certain way as a program, which they have done. Again, no problem. It's worked there in Knoxville. But what happens is everybody else, as you know, is just looking for a misstep, aren't they? No question. Absolutely. And that's why, even if it doesn't have legs, other schools are going to try to use it against Tennessee in recruiting. It may not work at all. Tennessee may have answers, and as long as they deliver on the field, they will. Have, and, and this culture continues with Tony Vitello, they will have answers to that. But it doesn't mean others are going to try. I mean, the celebration on social media from Arizona and Grand Canyon after they beat Tennessee to start the year – I mean, everybody was reveling in it, and that's going to continue. Tennessee is going to be a target, has been, and will continue to be, even if the personalities are different from last year, and they are. By the way, Drew Gilbert, one of the most popular Houston Astros uh, at their spring training site in terms of fans and autographs and stuff like that. So uh, it's not just Tennessee fans. I think that translates into young people uh, also. But, look, it's – I beg people to watch other college baseball games and tell me if guys don't look back at their dugout and either go to a knee or have a gesture back to, uh, you know, to the dugout or whatever, um, or have bat flips or stare at their home run balls. I'm not saying everybody does it, but it, like every player does it, but you see it a lot in college baseball. And Tony Vitello had the bat thing when a player tossed his bat it was an Auburn player, tossed his bat to Tennessee dugout, and he sort of tossed it back, which wasn't the best way to approach that. But other than that, he's getting tossed from games from, for arguing with umpires. It's not like he's running, running out there, running the bases, high-fiving, and just going crazy. He really isn't – he's more old school, but he lets his guys that earn it show some personality – and it, it's not for everybody, for sure. But the big thing that he's worried about is it works for his players and it works for the fan base. Didn't they? Didn't they have their bat checked here by Tim Corbin and Vanderbilt when they came here? Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. Sure mm. did. Oh, and it was boy. missing the sticker, right? Sticker gate. Right. The the yeah the approval sticker had fallen off, and they were cleared of it. It's just he went out there without his sticker, so. But again, that's that's and and something like that will probably happen again this year. Uh, other things will happen. Uh, they are a target, but I mean that's a pretty good team too. So they'll probably be able to overcome a good part of that. Boy, lack of faith there, you know, lack of trust uh, on the part of uh, some people there. Well, let's talk about the basketball team here, and let's get into exactly what's happening with them. I know the Vols uh, were able to destroy South Carolina after the loss to Texas A&M, back and forth, up and down. I asked you earlier in the year, Vince, about confidence of this team. At the time we talked about it, it would seem like, well, their confidence can't be shaken that much. They were the number two team in America, all this other stuff. 
here we are now, Vince, and you know it's it's been more five hundred ball over the past three weeks than anything else. How is the confidence now of this basketball team? Yeah, Justin was right there for you. I thought you were going to go there. Speaking of lack of faith and lack of trust, <laughs> talk about the Tennessee basketball team with some of the fan base. <laughs> you are a professional, sir. Segue. <laughs> it, and it, it is true. Like they can, they can blow out South Carolina, and for some, it doesn't register because it's about the postseason. But then you lose to Texas A&M and the other games, and it, this is why we're not going to succeed in the postseason. So everybody kind of stayed in their lane even though they blew out South Carolina by over 40 points for the second time this year, a South Carolina team that took Alabama to overtime. So it's not like everybody is doing that to South Carolina. So, look, it doesn't change for me, Justin. It doesn't change where you expect them to go. It's not like, look what they did to South Carolina. Now I'm penciling them into the Final Four. See, I told you so. I think what it does is at least it gives fans and anyone watching this team at least a little bit of feeling that it's possible for them to put things together. Like if they struggle with South Carolina, like what changes if what changes from any of the losses? People are going to feel exactly the same because you're like, all right, now you can't even separate from South Carolina, I and mean, this team is not coming back. At least now they get Josiah Jordan-James. You saw and felt his importance. Uh, they still have two guys out in Phillips and Key, and but they played much better. So at least they flashed the potential upside. Doesn't guarantee anything, but at least you know it's still there with them, and they show you they can play well and play right. Again, that's they've been very up and down, especially in the back half of conference play when the schedule's toughened up. And guess what? Schedule is tough this week too. So. No guarantee on how they handle this week. Probably one and one. We'll see. Arkansas is playing a lot better with Nick Smith, and they, they can really score. Not great at defending, but Tennessee is great at defending and has been up and down in scoring, and they get them at home. And then, obviously, we've talked about what Bruce Pearl has done to Tennessee and hurting them uh, with SEC regular season championships on the line, uh, conference championship games. So he's going to be very motivated, especially after they took it on the chin against Kentucky, to try to screw things up for Tennessee uh, on Saturday. So it's going to be a tough week for them, just game to game. We'll see what we get. Well, Bruce Pearl hurting Tennessee is a loaded statement there, Vince, but I'll leave that alone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> since, since Maui Auna is available to play baseball. Who? Maui Auna. Oh, okay. Since he's available to play baseball, I'm curious if he's available to play basketball because clearly the Vols have a couple of people who are out here this week. Uh, when are they expecting these guys back here with uh, Julian Phillips and now Tyree Key is a huge one here, a guy who's come up big for them this year. How are they going to replace them? Well, we it, the key thing was sort of last minute. He doesn't even know how he got hurt, but in oh. warm-ups he – uh, he had to shut it down, and so doesn't know exactly where, or prior to the game, he doesn't know exactly when he hurt himself. So we don't know how long that's going to take. All the other injuries, whether it was Josiah Jordan-James or Julian Phillips, have been game to game. Uh, Rick Barnes just said kind of when, when he's ready, it's up to him, and he knows how his body feels. I don't know this, but I, I he, I wonder if he's thinking about the next level. If he's thinking about the next level, 
then you wonder if maybe this is going to extend or if he is so late in the year, he starts thinking, well, maybe I don't want to put my NBA career in jeopardy. Here, mm-hmm. I, I, One, I don't think he's that kind of kid. I, and two, he's not the the high draft pick, lottery pick that maybe some people thought he might have been going into I was going to say, is he getting that year. kind of attention, Vince? No. I, okay. saw, I saw Yahoo mock draft today where he's second round 51 to the Suns. Yeah. So yeah. he should not, if that's the reality, he should not be thinking, hey, I'm, I'm just going to save my body. I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying you, when, when it's the kid's decision, you always wonder. And, but I think he is smarter than that, and I think he, uh, it's a hip injury, so you just never know how that reacts one person to the other. Uh, but I think they need him if, for the postseason. Tyreek Key is another shooter that they could certainly use that had just started being willing to shoot the ball. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see when we get those back. But Barnes has been kind of day-to-day with those guys, and uh, it's kind of you know, kind of the story we'll, we'll see tomorrow night. If he's truly projected as a second-round pick, all he had to do is watch the NBA trade deadline this year and realize how the league feels about second-round picks. So, yeah, I'd probably get back and start playing. <laughs> That's just me. Yeah. Vinny, really appreciate it. Good stuff as always. Have a great week. We'll talk soon. Looking forward to it. Thanks, guys. You're the best. Vince Ferrara. I, look, I said his name correctly. Vince Ferrara. Yeah. 99.1, the sports animal there in Knoxville. We'll-